Slumber Party, a so powerful parable by Dana Buck. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Psalm 127, three through five. Becoming a parent is one of the greatest privileges and one of the greatest challenges many of us will ever experience. So how is it that we can so often look upon this blessing with a spirit of impatience and annoyance? Slumber Party is a charming parable that encourages us to see our children as God sees them and a gentle reminder to be thankful to our Heavenly Father for the things we sometimes neglect to see as His blessings. Slumber Party, a so powerful parable by Dana Buck. What could pull me from my bed as the sun peeks through the shade? I can hear the call of morning, time to get the coffee made. My wife's still sleeping soundly, curled up like an armadillo, while her cat, who doesn't like me, watches from his favorite pillow. Slipping stealthy from the covers, bare feet on the hardwood floor, I tiptoe to the bathroom. I don't need to tell you more. Then padding down the stairway in my well-worn tea and jeans, I make my coffee, grab a book, and settle in to sip and read. The kitchen's cool and quiet as I perk my Kona roast. Then I deftly slice a bagel and drop it in the slots to toast. And when my cup is nicely steaming and my bagel's golden brown, I sashay to the front room where my favorite chair is found. Turning the corner from the hallway, I am stopped dead in my tracks by a sight that tells me soon this house is no place to relax. For the room is filled with bodies, lumps and bumps like burrowed moles, midst the blankets and the pillows and half-eaten popcorn bowls lie the forms of teenage girls, prone and sleeping everywhere, three on the floor, two on the couch, and yes, one in my favorite chair. The tops of heads and stocking feet, the sole idea I can make, neath the blankets bearing SpongeBob, Belle, and Justin Timberlake, as my coffee stills and cools and my bagel starts to harden, I contemplate the kitchen, den, bedroom, garage, or garden. Out of hand, I quick reject them as the place of my retreat, gazing fondly at my chair, the place I want to read and eat. How do we acquire all these females who set up this all-night fling? No one sought out my permission. No one tells me anything. I'd go up and ask my wife, but she'd only flip her lid, for if I asked why no one told me, I'd get that look, and here I did. By my selfishness and pouting, I'm so very nearly blinded, but by that still small voice of conscience, I'm then prodded and reminded that my prayers made for my daughter, for her welfare and her good, included friends to make her happy from around the neighborhood. She didn't have to travel far or go on a frantic search, for the best of friends she found were in the youth group at our church. And here they are, all sleeping, ponytails and tousled hair, blessings wrapped in blankets, and the answers to my prayers. 
As quiet as I can, I retrace my former track and take my coffee and my bagel to the patio and back. The sun is barely risen as the night is overcome and the morning air is chilly as it flows into my lungs. I set myself to thinking with an awareness now employed, how could I miss this precious gift and instead just feel so darn annoyed? What must be my Lord's reaction when he acts with love and lenience just to hear my cold expression of self-centered inconvenience? So my mind begins to tally and my heart begins assessing my perceived troubles and trials that are actually his blessing. The job I don't appreciate and sometimes even dread, which takes care of my family and provides our daily bread. The house I wish was larger, sited on a better block, while this minute someone huddles in a doorway or a box. And the people in my life who seem to take up all my time, I haven't viewed as chances to let your light and spirit shine. I feel so shallow and discouraged. These weigh so heavy on my back and all the selfishness I've curried and the gratitude I lack. And so my failure seeks to steal me till I cry against this heist. There is now no condemnation for those who love and live in Christ. As the sun paints the horizon, I put off defeated scorning and remind myself his mercies are new each and every morning. Even now I have the power to confess, repent, and grow, for he's promised me forgiveness and to never let me go. So my bagel is forgotten and my coffee cold as steel as I watch the spreading sunrise through the thankfulness I feel. In this mood of celebration with my selfishness forsaken, my thoughts return to breakfast, scrambled eggs and toast and bacon. And smiling towards the kitchen, my morning gladly to concede. It's time to get to cooking. I've got some answered prayers to feed. I don't know about you, but the desire to see the world through the eyes of God is a constant struggle for me. How frustrating it must be for God to give me good things only to have me find reasons to complain about them. Thank goodness his mercies are new every day. Parenting isn't for the faint of heart, that's for sure. But let's take the time to be deliberate and thank God specifically for these little people he's entrusted to us. And let's tell our children that too. It's spiritually healthy to regularly ask God to give us his perspective. When we do, we can begin to see a world of wonder and blessings where annoyance and complaining used to be. That's a trade I'm willing to make any day.